0: Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like Tales from Tech Support, Entitled Parents, Choosing Beggars, Pro Revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about Tales from Tech Support. I don't trust anyone who responds to emails at the speed of light. Working on a client request to upload some contacts into his account. CRM tech support. Pretty standard. For some quick context, we can upload as many contacts as you want, but it obviously takes longer depending on how many are in your file. Also, to upload contact files from a spreadsheet, we have to assign the spreadsheet columns to fields in the system using our little upload program. Which means that clients are supposed to put their contacts info in relevant columns. One column for each, the name, phone number, email addresses, etc. This client in particular was feeling a little frisky that day. Had over 20,000 contact records. Thanks, I hate it. File was a mess. Names in the phone number column, random strings of text in the email column, bits of address info just scattered throughout the entire thing. It was as if Jason Pollock had a fight with Microsoft Excel and won. No way the upload tool was going to accept it. Half these contacts didn't have names or contact info, just descriptions. Contacts do have to have at least the first or last name in order to be uploaded. Ticket titled Urgent automatically puts you in my personal center's queue as last priority. So I send a detailed email letting him know everything wrong with the file and what he needs to fix before it can be uploaded. Close ticket, X out of ticket, move on to the other work. Before I'm able to actually move on to anything else, I see a ticket reopened notification in my inbox. Guess who? Yes, please upload the contacts as specified. It's very urgent. Thank you. I squint at the timestamp on the ticket, 32 seconds between me closing the case and him responding. My dude either has some wild thumb speed or he responded with his mind. I wait about 30 minutes before replying back with the obligatory per my last email, and copy and paste my response. 30 minutes in the center's queue didn't cool him off, as he responded around 25 seconds later. Contacts are exactly how I want them now. Please upload, it's very important. I go to lunch for an hour, return and reply back, letting him know that I physically can't upload his contacts until he makes the changes I asked for. 44 seconds later, I looked over the file before I sent it. Everything looks good. I want this uploaded immediately. <laughs> it's at this point that he goes into level 2 of the center's queue while I get other tickets and calls. Level 2 means you might get a reply from me by the end of the day. If not, I'll get to you tomorrow sometime. Please find something to do other than refresh your inbox every half second. At some point, Speedy sent in 3 or 4 new tickets to the queue, all just 20-30 seconds to a minute apart, angsting about his contacts not being uploaded. A coworker of mine finds them and sees that I was already working with him. We chat a bit and she figures she'll respond in hopes of hearing the same thing from two different people might knock some sense into him. She also included a screenshot of my email, highlighting the bits detailing the changes we need and the reasons for them. Shockingly, Speedy doesn't respond for three whole minutes. Maybe the downs finally kicked in. I did not see that part, I'm sorry. I'll look at this and get back to you. The first line of my email said something along the lines of, Hi, customer. I was trying to upload your file, but there are a few changes we'll need you to make first. I can only guess that he read this line and just stopped processing inputs altogether. Too long didn't read. Chucklehead prides himself in responding to emails faster than he can mentally process them. Yup, reading is fundamental, boys and girls. You gotta actually read from the start, follow it all the way through to the end. And, you know, I'm not saying I've never been guilty of actually, you know, misreading something or misunderstanding something. But if somebody keeps kicking something back to me, there's usually a good reason for it. So make sure you double and triple check. Oh, I think I found the problem. You have a bad last name. So this is a fun one I got a few days ago. New hire calling in stating that her starting password did not work. Usually these things can be user error from the end user or the account creation side. Me. Good morning. Thanks for calling IT. This is me. How can I assist you? Her. Hey, I'm a new employee with our company and I can't get into our system. Me. Are you at the Windows login screen or the Citrix login screen? Her. Windows? I pull up her account and find the new hire spreadsheet. It has each new hire, their email, and one-time use password on it. Me. Can you tell me which password you're using? We can't give out passwords over the phone, so I have them tell me their password. For this next portion, I will use fake company names and fake default passwords. Her, Parker4545%. Me, hmm. That's what we have on file. I'm going to open up an AD and reset it back to that same password in case someone fat-fingered it. AD gives me an error. Invalid password. Me, strange, it won't let me use that password for some reason. Trying again. Again, AD tells me invalid password. Strange, because this is just a variation of one of many password templates at the company. Me, one moment while I reach out to an admin regarding this. I pulled up Teams and reached out to an account admin. He tried resetting it himself and got the same thing. He pulls in another account admin and gets the same thing. We escalate up to the exchange admin in case it's an issue with desyncing. He checks everything, and he can't figure it out either. This chat is getting larger and larger until the sysadmin joins in. Sysadmin. Well, you see, guys, the reason you're unable to reset Mrs. Park's password to parker4545% is because it has her last name in it. (laughs) The chat was silent for roughly 10 seconds, and then was quickly filled with gifs of people stating that they are dumb or just as people smashing things into their heads me mrs park again fake name her yes me we found the issue her oh good what was it me your last name is park we were trying to set your password to parker which has your name in it and that's why it wasn't working her cackling laughter oh my god that is hilarious how many people did it take to figure that out, she asked jokingly. Me. Way too many, I said seriously. <laughs> yep, sometimes it's the little things that trick us up, boys and girls. And just like the first story, you know, even those of you who are in tech sometimes need to read a little bit as well. If you know their name can't be in the initial password, then that's something that somebody should have caught a little sooner, but Who knows? I'm not in tech anymore, and when I was, it was very minimal, very lightweight, mostly hardware, so, hey. i found that my overall tolerance for BS has plummeted during this lockdown. There are a collection of phrases and actions that the end user has or does that invokes instant resistance from me. Could you ring me to talk through these instructions? No, my instructions are four bullet points long and contain no jargon. You're an adult. This needs to be done ASAP. Urgent use of high importance flag. When I read the body of the request, it relates something that doesn't need to be done until the next day. Absolutely no. I'll send out a company-wide email with instructions and information. User replies asking a question that has been covered by my initial email. Your email is being ignored. Read the original email, darn it. I'm no good at IT. Well, in that case, don't get a job in IT. I send around company-wide emails regularly stating that any IT issue is to be sent to a group IT email in every instance. Then, simply reply to whomever an IT picks it up. Users are not to email individual members of the team to report issues under any circumstances, as they will not be picked up. End-user emails me direct to report and gets pissy at me later on that I've not responded. I bet they'd struggle to empty a bootful of water with instructions on the heel. User emails IT. 24 minutes later, user emails IT again about the same issue. Actual event. She wanted a training link sent to her, and she sent both emails after I'd left for the day. I'd already told her twice to send one email only, and I'd get to it as soon as I could. After this, I went to her head of department. She hasn't spoken to me since. I know you're busy, but... Get in the sea. While I'm moving through the department with purpose, while you're here, I've got something to ask you. Why aren't you in the sea yet? I've followed your instructions and it hasn't worked. I log on, see that they've not followed my instructions at all. I tell them to follow the instructions. This isn't how I usually do it. And bing, it works. It's almost as if your way is crap and my way works. Because I know what I'm doing and you're a stale donut masquerading as a human. Edit. Edit any email in all caps nope you're shouting I don't respond to shouting is there a problem with the system stop asking this question you clearly have an issue you want to report so just tell me your issue so yeah I understand what this IT tech is saying and while I get the sentiment there's a few things that I wanted to point out if you guys are following along on the screen with the text I gotta say If you talk about other people's ineptness and uh, lack of detail and reading and everything else, how about you try using punctuation capitals, spelling, spaces between words? Um, You know, I copy and paste over because I want to, for the most part, I want to leave the integrity of the original post. But uh, this OP's not only got a little bit of an issue with typing things out, Uh, there's also a little bit of an attitude problem, and I don't know if it's from burnout, from dealing with people and simple issues over and over and over, and I get, hey, repetition drives anybody nuts. But, uh, what do you guys think? Do you think he was overboard with some of this stuff, or do you think he's dead on with all of it, or do you think there's a combination in there? Some of it's the tech, some of it's the end user. Your software allows me to enter the wrong numbers. This customer had been complaining for months about incorrect numbers in our software concerning deposit amounts. They were always off, she tells us, and each time we call we ask for some specifics so we can investigate. She never sends us anything and just waits about a week and calls again. Finally, though, she's ready to speak with someone and I'm bored, so I decide to call her back and deal with it. After a few confusing minutes with her, I realize that the numbers in question are the daily and monthly deposit variance numbers. She scans and emails me a few examples that have the actual deposit number crossed out and then a number handwritten. She explains that the actual deposit numbers are wrong and that the handwritten numbers are her corrections. She wants to know why those numbers are never correct and are sometimes off by a huge margin. Her question is, where do the actual deposit numbers come from? And how can we make them correct? This is where I explain that the person closing out for the day is the one that enters those numbers right before this report prints. She tells me that she's the one who does this and that my explanation makes no sense because she'd know if she were the one entering those numbers. <laughs> I have her do a test. If you reprint a report for a previous day and you have the option of entering these numbers again and overwriting the originals. She prints the report and I ask her what she's entered when asked for the deposit amounts. She tells me that the numbers are different this time though. I ask her to do it one more time and to stop at each step, selecting the report, selecting the date, entering deposit amounts, clicking the print button. She pauses for me at the report selection, date selection, and then I hear some keys quickly typed, and then she paused before clicking the print button. I ask her what that typing was, and she tells me she really doesn't know. A window pops up, and she has to type a bunch of numbers and hit enter a few times to make it go away. What the heck? For months now, she's been flying by these fields without even reading the prompts. It turns out she was new to this position and nobody trained her. But seriously, spending 30 seconds reading the screen would have solved this day one. I don't even know what to think of this because she didn't care enough to read a pop-up form asking for deposit amounts. But she was counting the deposits and handwriting the daily figures. She clearly cared about accuracy, but not enough to read? After I explain all this to her, she gets a little upset and asks why our software lets her enter the wrong numbers every day. She tells me a computer should be able to detect that the numbers were wrong and warn her. It just never sinks into her that the purpose of these fields is to allow her to hand count the deposits and enter them so that over slash short can be calculated. We end the call with her believing the software is at fault and that she will have to continue handwriting the correct deposit amounts. Eh, at least she never calls back about it. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.